This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. What's up, sister friend? Welcome back to the She Podcast. Today, I am talking with my friend, Stacey Tushel. Stacey is a wife, a mama, a business owner, a bestselling author, a coach, and so many other things. She is a busy gal, and today, she's giving us some of her best wisdom and really practical tips, honestly, when it comes to taking ownership of our time, nixing some of those bad habits that we probably all have, and actually achieving and and setting goals in a way that's attainable and healthy rather than overwhelming or intimidating. So if that sounds like something you need, I think this episode is really going to bless your life. It's short, it's sweet, it's action-packed. Let's dive in. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Stacey, welcome to the She Podcast, my friend. Hi, I'm so excited to be here, Jordan. Thanks I for having me. I'm so excited to have you. I just thought maybe we should start off by telling the, the listeners where we met and how we met, and then we'll just dive into all the good wisdom and advice that you have to share. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, we met at Christy Wright's Business Boutique, mm-hmm. and I'm so bummed because we met like right at the end. I think we had a five-minute conversation. <laughs> So I wish we got to spend more time together, but I think we just hit it off in that little bit amount of time and then was able to reach back out after. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people don't do is they get a connection at an an event or at a program and they always think they're going to reach out, but they don't. And I'm so glad we did because we've been chatting, you know, so much ever since and it's been great. So thank you so much for for doing that. Oh, absolutely. I was, I loved getting to talk to you for the eight minutes that we stood there. I just <laughs> felt like I got so much encouragement and wisdom and direction. Um, can you summarize quickly, explain your business a little bit? What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the short version of my business, I'll try to explain, um, right out of high school, I started teaching dance classes in my parents' backyard for fun with no intention of a business. And within three years, I had a hundred kids to, in my parents' oh my backyard. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. So I decided, okay, maybe I will do this. And I incorporated and I've had my business now that backyard story is 16 years old. So we've been going strong. We have a thousand dance and now music students that come to us every week. We have 40 employees. We gross over a million dollars a year and have been for many years. Um, And then just a few years ago, people started to say to me, how are you doing that? Can you teach me? I'm really looking at, you know, getting out of my business, not working so many hours, you know, weeknights and Mm -hmm. weekends and all of that. So 
I just kind of naturally started to share. And really in the last, I would say four years, I've really been coaching and consulting, but I also still own my studios. Um, we have two of them now. And I also do like residential and commercial real estate too, as well. Hmm. I completely relate. It's, you know, you can be doing something that you're passionate about and learn the strategies and educate yourself and build something to, you know, really do what you love. And it suddenly starts working as you, you know, kind of work through the kinks and suddenly people will start asking you, how do you, how do you do that? You're Uh like, oh gosh, now how do I turn around and explain this? (laughs) Because that has been a lot of trial and error, but you kind of take what works. And and you got to like get rid of the mess because it's never a pretty story. It's usually a lot of ups and downs. So true. So true. Well, I was immediately inspired by what you did. And I'm so excited to just have you share a lot on, you know, how do you, you know, just everything from time, money, investment, business. I just think I have so many women that tune into this podcast that are either dreaming of starting maybe a side hustle or Mm -hmm. love dance or love to coach other women, or maybe even want to be authors or somehow. And, you know, but the reality is that no matter what you do, you have to have some business savvy and you have to kind of be able to navigate that well. And I think you can speak a lot of wisdom into that. So I just thought I'd run through some questions and I want to just glean wisdom from you because I want to learn too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Okay, perfect. So my first question would be, how would you suggest strategizing your business, your business um, to not spend too much time, money, resources, et cetera, before knowing the steps you should actually take? Yeah. So I love this question. I think a lot of times people are getting ready to get ready, if that makes sense. Mm. Like it's they're they're getting ready to do whatever it is, but they don't understand if they would just start doing it that's how you're going to get ready the fastest, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we just waste too much time. Mm-hmm. And then I would say too, the kind of the opposite end is we'll make very quick decisions. Like there's gotta be that happy medium. So I always tell people you need to slow down so we can speed up later. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do right now, but you can jump too quickly. You can see that shiny object. We can yes. think this is the thing that's gonna blow up my business. This <laughs> is that thing I need, right? Everybody's selling something and we have these amazing copywriters and beautiful sales pages and we can convince anybody to buy anything because they're, they're doing a great job. But at the same time, you have to be the person to say, do I really need this? Mm-hmm. Like, will this really help me? Hmm. So good. I think yeah. it can be, I love that you said sometimes you have to go slower so that you can go faster or make more down the road. I was yeah. just talking to a friend about this, how sometimes even like whether it's, you know, holding kind of sacrificing your desire to move really quickly, or maybe even sacrificing some income now so that you can prepare for later. You know, sometimes yeah. you have to go through seasons where you're not making as much, or you're not growing as quickly, but you're laying groundwork and you're preparing and you're kind of nobody just like, you know, there's got to be a ramp up and there's got to be ebbs and flows. So I think that's really, really a good mindset to take on that we often forget, especially for me. I don't know about you, but I'm a quick start. Like I get an idea. I'm like, cool, let's do it tomorrow. (laughs) No, I'm, we're definitely similar that way. And I think it can be really hard because a lot of us want instant gratification, but you have to get really good at being disciplined and being patient and waiting for whatever that is, that right time, because that's when you're going to really reap the rewards. Yes. That is one big lesson that writing a book has taught me because pretty much every Mm. other element of my work in my business, I can make happen pretty fast. I can um, be like, okay, cool. I have full control of this. And if I want to get it done in the next six weeks, we can get it done in the next six weeks. But writing a book is one of those things where I don't have a say over how fast it comes out in the process. And so it's really taught me that really good work and work that, you know, I call it art, you know, because I think building a business, creating anything, whether it's a book or a store or anything that we create, it's art. It's our own form of art. We don't have to be Picasso to be an artist, you know, and Mm -hmm. 
good art takes time is what I've really had to learn, you know, and good decisions and wise decisions take time. And they, that doesn't mean we should just stall on everything. There are certain things we need to move intentionally and quickly on, but there's also, it's a process and a, and a shaping. Mm-hmm. So speaking of yeah, time, I love that. I'm, you know, I, I was checking out your Instagram posts and I just, I love following along with what you do. And not too long ago, you talked about differentiating between work time and me time. And I think what I love about this is, you know, you and I are self-employed that applies to anyone who's self-employed, but I think it can also apply, especially in our world with how interconnected we are to just any working woman, um, and how connected we can be. So can you speak into, you know, how do we differentiate work time and me time? Yeah. Well, and I think it gets, the lines get really blurred, especially when you work from home, right? Mm -hmm. You, you take these business trips, you go on, you go to these conferences, but you have to understand those aren't vacations. Mm -hmm. Those are, that is for work, right? So I think a lot of us, and I, you know, I find myself, I'm guilty of this too. It doesn't count as me time, as self-care, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we have to understand too, we've got to take those breaks from work. So even if you jump on social media and you think, oh, this is me time, but you're messaging clients and you're responding to your feed. I mean, even that you have to really ask yourself, are you doing this for fun or are you doing this because you're working, right? Your work requires it. Right. So I think we have to be really good at what does taking a break really look like? Hmm. And how do we shut it off? You know, cause you can go on a vacation, but then bring your computer along right. and you're not present with your family and you're texting and all of that. I think you're just setting up really good boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times if you have a team, you know, even if it has a small team, one person, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you say to them, listen, I'm going on vacation with my family or my husband and I are going away for the weekend really don't message me unless it's absolutely urgent. And I mean, how many times is something actually urgent, right? Right. And I always say to my team too, I'm going to be respectful when this happens to you. When you Mm -hmm. take your vacation, I'm not going to message you either, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just really taking these real breaks, getting present, even if it's just going for a walk outside. Mm -hmm. Um, And then here's the thing, we go for a walk and we, what do we do? We put a podcast on and we're just consuming. But I mean, can you go for a walk and just listen to nature? Can you go in your car without turning the radio on? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Those are simple like staycations for your brain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I've, I used to be the girl who would listen to a million podcasts and I put it on, you know, double speed and I would want to consume as many (laughs) as I could. And I realized that sometimes your brain just needs a break Mm -hmm. or I'll do yoga. And while I'm doing yoga, I'm listening to a podcast or watching an online course. And I was just always multitasking. And I realized I just need to slow down a little bit. I need to enjoy what I'm building a little bit more. Mm, That's good. I totally relate. And I needed to hear that because I am such a doer that I can. And and when you like what you do, you know, whether you run a business or you work a job that you really are passionate about, or you do a, maybe you're running a side hustle or building your network marketing business or whatever you're doing, you know, it can be like, you have a hard time clocking out. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's hard. So I think just have, and I think accountability can be so helpful too. Like my husband, I don't know what your husband is like in this situation, but Matt is so good about making me pause. (laughs) He is so good about being like, okay, we're not going to be on our phones the rest of the day. Let's go for a bike ride. And I'm like, oh yeah, like do human things, you know, like people Mm -hmm. things, normal things. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Speaking of, you know, drawing boundaries and family and being present and all of that, I'm curious, because you are a working wife and a working mom, do you ever struggle with mom guilt? And if so, how do you overcome or kind of handle that? 
Yeah, I think I definitely did in the beginning for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting better as they get older. But even I remember when I first had Tanner, she's six now. I didn't have daycare or a nanny or anybody because I thought people were going to expect me to watch my child because I work from home. Like, what would people think if I had somebody else take care of her? And it was strong. I mean, I really wasn't sure how this was going to work. And I realized that finally, when she was 18 months, I took her to daycare. Hmm. And I finally had to say, it doesn't matter what other people think. This is what works best for me and my family. Hmm. And I think that's a big thing is who cares about what other people think of you. Hmm. Um, Last year, I I said to myself, you know what, my goal this year is I'm going to travel less. Hmm. And I was thinking about that goal. And I'm like, why? That's weird because I love traveling. So why do I want to travel less? And I think deep down, I thought, what do people think of how much I travel? Mm -hmm. What do people think about me not being with the kids certain times when I'm traveling? Hmm. So I had to kind of go back and put that into, you know, it's not about the the perception of me. It's how do I feel? More importantly, how do the kids feel? How does my husband feel? You know, do they feel I'm present when I'm here Mm -hmm. or am I even gone when I'm here? You know, so I wanted, I wanted to make sure that I just, um, I'm really present in the moment of whatever it is that that's happening. Hmm. And it can be hard. I have a lot of clients that say, oh, my in-laws or my spouse or my friends and family, they just don't get it. Yeah. And we've got to let let go of that judgment. Hmm. That's good. It's funny because I think it can go both ways. I don't know if you've ever talked with women who have had it the other way. Like I've talked with my mom about this when for a while she had, had us in daycare and then she and my dad made the decision that she wanted to stay home. And that was the decision they made that was best for their family. And, you know, she also, re- it's like, you can't win no matter what. Because no. on that side, then people were like, oh my gosh, you're giving up your career. And like, why yeah. would you do that? And it's like, oh my gosh, it goes goes both ways. And so I just know that it can be strong. And it's how do we navigate that regardless of which direction or situation we're in? Um, Yeah. And I want to emphasize that too, because I know a lot of moms make different decisions. So it's really helpful. It's really good. Really encouraging. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but I just want to tell you about a really cool resource Matt and I recently discovered, especially as recent homeowners called Modsy. Now think about your home for a sec. Now try to imagine it looking way better. It's hard, right? It's impossible for about 99% of the population to really imagine their way into a better looking space. That's why we need Modsy. (laughs) Matt and I recently bought an old farmhouse last year and we have spent the last several months thinking through what we want to do with a guest bedroom or how we want to build out a master closet or all these other projects, but it's so hard to visualize what everything would look like in that space. But Modsy is the revolutionary online interior home design service that starts at just $69. That's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost of hiring an interior designer. And it's so much easier and honestly way cooler. Here's how it works. You just take a few photos and measurements of your space, furniture, and all of that. Then you take their style quiz and the Modsy designers create two custom design plans for you. Modsy's groundbreaking 3D technology lets you see different layouts and actually tour your virtual space before you ever make a single change. With their price matching guarantee and exclusive savings, you can shop all the beautiful furniture in your Modsy designs at once from one easy checkout. So you don't have to try to go find it at all the stores and all the places, it's all there for you. And you get unlimited revisions too. Modsy guarantees that you land on a design you love or you get your money back. So as Matt and I are now designing and really thinking through these new home projects we want to be doing, we are using Modsy and it is the coolest and I can't wait to give you an opportunity to try it out for yourself. This month only, 
when my listeners go to motsy.com, start a design project and use the code SHE, S-H-E, you will get 20% off. That's 20% off for my listeners at motsy.com with the code SHE. M-O-D-S-Y dot com with the code SHE. Go check it out. Can you give some of your biggest tips on setting realistic goals and actually achieving them? Because sometimes, I don't know, I, I started to notice, especially in social media, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but people will comment like goals on a picture that seems to embody the ideal, whether it's a cute couple <laughs> or an accomplishment someone made or whatever. And it's like, I think we get so busy saying goals that we forget to set goals. And so yes. how do we set goals that we can actually achieve rather than like looking at these perceived <laughs> ideals? Yeah. So one of the things that I do is I'm not a fan of post-its. You're not going to find a million post-its all over my desk, (laughs) but one post-it that I will have every time on my computer, um, right now it says July 1st. So I just set these, um, in, in April and I have a date on there so that I have about 90 days to achieve those goals. And I only pick three goals that I want to work on in my business. Hmm. So it's something that I'm visibly seeing every single day because it's on my computer Hmm. and it's just, Every day when I set my, not my goals, but my to-do list, I'm going, which one of these goals am I working towards today? Hmm. What am I doing to actually make those goals happen? Because we set goals, but then we put them away somewhere and we can't find them and we don't remember what we said. And now all of a sudden our day is like, well, I think I have to do this and my to-do list is getting pretty long. So I'll just start doing that. And you're not actually making big like prog- you're not making large enough progress to those goals. And then all of a sudden, three months in, those goals don't happen. Yeah, so true. So true. It's I, I love the idea of working in thirds. I love that you include mm. three. I actually have a post-it note sitting in front of me and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I, I really do love because when you can break down, you know, I think we have tons of goals and I'm multi-passionate. There's multiple things. There's several things. Even if you're not necessarily someone who's so, super multi-passionate, there's still a lot of different things we'd probably all like to achieve in our workplace or in our, you know, creative endeavors. And I love that kind of drawing a boundary line almost around your goal saying, okay, I'm going to focus on these three and not all these 18, you know, and then breaking those down even into more realistic, attainable things so that each one can actually be crossed off because then you feel more productive and then you can do three. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to write annual goals all the time Hmm. and you know, they would, it would feel like, oh, I have so much time to do this. Yes. And I would, and I would pick like 10 big goals uh-huh. and it was just overwhelming. And, you know, even if I would hit all 10 that year, when I switched to doing these quarterly goals, all of a sudden I was setting three big goals every 90 days and I was getting them done. And mm-hmm. it felt a lot less stressful because when you see a goal that you can complete in 12 months, it's like, well, when do I actually need to start doing that? Right. Exactly. I love the shorter term quarter early, even having yeah. like, I like to have some weekly goals too. Like, okay, this yeah. is my big goal for this week. And it's ultimately working towards one of those quarterly goals. I like working. Definitely. I think that's more realistic too, because when you have annual goals, it's almost like, like you said, you don't really know when to get started on it. And it can feel like there's so many, you know, but yeah. breaking it into smaller and there's so many unknowns that can happen over the course of a year oh, that can totally goodness. change your trajectory. Right. Yeah. So, for sure. you know, something you said you wanted in January, you might not want that in April or May. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so true. Okay. Um, well then I think in that, you know, I guess <laughs> going off of that, how do you set up efficiencies by incorporating daily, weekly, and monthly rhythms as you're, you know, going after yeah. these quarterly goals? Yeah. So I think the number one thing is having that foundation of what does this quarter look like? Mm-hmm. And then like you just said, you know, what's this week's goal yeah. and what is today's goal then? Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
I'm really working. Uh, I always say I work proactive in the morning and reactive in the afternoon. Mm. So I have a crazy busy day today with back-to-back podcast interviews, but it didn't start until 1 p.m. and later. All morning, I was able to work on my top three goals. Like, And not that I work on all three goals every day, but maybe I pick one of them and say, what am I going to work on this morning? And I actually get to really get things done. Mm-hmm. Whereas people will fill up their schedule all day and then they always feel behind because they never can work on their business or what they have to do. Yes, it's so true. I mm-hmm. I call it dedicated days. I don't know if you've ever thought of it like that, but kind of like I do the same thing, split the days up as much as you can. Obviously, like there's certain things that come up, that's life, but as much as you can saying, okay, every Tuesday and Thursday morning, I'm going to take my one-on-one calls and that's yes. when I schedule them. If you're not available around then then we can't work together you know or whatever like you can you have to have some boundaries on what you're working toward and then in the afternoon on Wednesdays is going to be time I schedule out posts for next week and you know you yep. have like times where you work on certain things so that you have a little bit of consistency and rhythm in your week and in your day and in your life but you're still hitting these things because otherwise yeah. I mean I I mean you can start to feel like totally mush you know like I'm trying to well, keep hands in every pot and it's too hard to keep it all going yeah. And everybody always thinks, oh, you're so structured. I, I, I want more freedom or flexibility, but they don't realize that when you have so much structure in your business, in your schedule, it actually gives you so much free time. Yes. Like when you just said all privates are Tuesday, Thursday, imagine how that frees up Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. right? So right. I, I love that. That's exactly what I do. It's one of those things where if it doesn't work in my schedule, unless it's like, okay, this is one of those I really want to do this moment. It's just not going to happen. Yep, absolutely. 100%. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, um, we're keeping this short and sweet because I don't even think we need to go into too many more details. I feel like you've already given so much. <laughs> I'm like, this is all great. We just sometimes need a quick hit of realistic encouragement and realistic steps to take. So I think the next or the last question I really want to ask is what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in this season of life, whether it's in your business or balancing your business Mm. with your personal life and kind of finding that work-life balance or anything else, what is maybe one or two of the biggest lessons you've learned? I think like recently I've just been on this simplicity kick of less is more. And, and not that I'm only doing a few things. It's just, I'm going to do more of what I love and less of what I don't. So like I just said before, (laughs) I'm here for it. That's great. Yeah. It's just like no more saying yes to everything. It Mm -hmm. just, it's not, I mean, I did that in the beginning of my business, but now it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm really just saying yes to everything that completely lights me up or it just can't fit on my schedule. I have Mm -hmm. to just absolutely adore it. Mm -hmm. I have been very, actually in a very similar season, I've been asking myself like, okay, what, where do I want to go? And then if I want to go there, what do I need to let go of in order to do Mm. that? Um, And what? what's working and what's not working and how can I shed what maybe isn't working or working as well as I'd want it to. You know, I think a lot of times we do things simply because they're functioning, but maybe yeah. they're like in maintenance mode or they're not as strong as they could be. And we just allow them to like exist as an extra appendage in our life. <laughs> like just this thing we kind of have to drag around, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm like, why do we attach ourselves to those things? I think it's usually because I'm afraid to look like a failure or I'm afraid to let other people down or (laughs) any of these lies that we believe. But it's like, well, you're actually all you're doing is holding yourself back from where you really need to go or what you really need to be focused on and what's most important. So having that discipline and that mental courage, I think, to even step out of things that are, you know, or say no, knowing what you say no to and knowing what you say yes to um, 
is tough. I think it's a tough thing to, I, I'm still learning it, but it's been one of those things that I've kind you kind of, I think you don't learn it till you finally get to a point where you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like right, I've tried yeah. and it, I've proven to myself it's not sustainable. So sometimes well, you just have to learn and, the hard way. <laughs> yeah. And two questions that I say to myself is what would I like? And the second question is what would having that do for me? And when I answer that second question, all of a sudden, what would I like maybe changes a little bit, you know, because you really have to put those two questions together. So I love that. What would I like and what would it do for me? Hmm. Yeah. What would having that do for me? Mm -hmm. And then do you weigh it based off of if you say, okay, it sounds like something I would like, but what it would do for me is essentially nothing or what, what do you mean? Like if, if that, what would, yeah, what so, would your response be that would make you so, to that yeah. second question say no? So let's say I said, what would I like? And I was like, I would like a $10 million business. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I say, well, what would having that do for me? Well, I might go, well, it would give me more credibility. Maybe more people would hire me. So then I'd be more money. And then you're like, but wait, do I need more credibility? Do I have to have more credibility? Do mm -hmm. what is a $10 million business better than a 1 million? Like, mm -hmm. will that actually change anything for me? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you know, I'm not sure that's actually what I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I'll, it could also completely wear you out to get there. <laughs> completely. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I love that you brought that up because that is something I think, you know, especially being an entrepreneur, being a creative, being someone who is creating something, we're constantly inundated with the message to do more, be more, create more, make more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, that's good. Like we don't want to just not reach our potential. Right. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, but at what point is it outside of the necessity? Right. Like mm -hmm. I think we can almost just, we're such a country of excess in so many ways that it's like, it is not bad to have nice things that in like, that inherently there's nothing wrong with it, you know, to be ambitious and to grow something and to have a benchmark. But I think when you kind of, I love how you brought that up. Like, well, what's really the point of that? Like, that's just yeah. something that sounds cool to me. Like it makes it make, it's fun to say, like, I don't know. So I think I'm in the same way kind of going, am I extending beyond our needs for this season or just because it sounds good? Right. Yeah. And having that kind of discipline to, to be honest with yourself in that way is, convicting. Mm -hmm, <laughs> but I'm definitely. glad you brought that up. I think that's such a good, good mental exercise to ask when it comes to any decision or any desire we have when it comes to growth or goals yeah. or pursuing dreams or anything like that. So I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that wisdom. Where can everybody find you if they want to learn more about what you do or how you might be able to help them or just what you have to offer? Yeah. So um, my podcast is called She's Building Her Empire. Jordan is going to be on there, I think in the next couple of weeks. So by yes. the time this airs, it probably will be out. And then um, my favorite place to hang out is Instagram, which is at Stacey Tushel, just my name. Awesome. Well, we will make sure we link your podcast and, or your site in the show notes so everybody can go find you there too and click that link. But Perfect. thanks so much for being on and for sharing your wisdom and your insight. It's so awesome. Yes, to have you. Thank, yeah. Thank you so much, Jordan. I appreciate you so, so much. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart 
faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 